Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and revisit the staples of our childhood. This is episode 57, and I am your host, Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother, Jonathan. Welcome back to the show. Quack, quack, everybody. Welcome back to Inside Quotes 2022. It's been a while. 2022. It is. This episode is going to be a lot different than all the other ones, except for one of them. Um. <laughs> Okay, the elephant in the room, we have not been posting in a couple months, and this episode was originally supposed to come out, like, end of 2021, maybe January. Um, that was the original plan. That was the original plan, but we're, we're back. We're back here now. At the end of this year, and the beginning, right at the beginning of this year, we had gone through a lot of changes in our life, um, one of those being one of our number one top listeners of the show, one of the main reasons for us starting this show is no longer, is no longer with us. Um, uh, our mom passed away this, this beginning of this year, and it's been, it's been very hard on us, but we're all sticking together, and we're here to honor her memory through the childhood she gave us. And I, I suppose that's all we should say about it. Because um, it's supposed to be a happy podcast. <laughs> um, but I figured we'd let all the listeners know we're not just being lazy, which we have been in the past. But um, we've, just been, we've just been going through some stuff recently. So. Yeah, I, I would echo that and just say, yeah, it's been a difficult past couple months for us, but like you said, you know, our this show is it's all about our childhood. So, you know, when we think of our mom, it it, it might make it kind of difficult, but we have so many so many happy memories and specifically happy memories uh surrounded by watching movies as a kid. Yeah. So, you know, I as bittersweet it can be as it can be for sometimes, um I I I'm I'm looking forward to it and, you know, as we every time we watch a movie, having these memories unlocked and that's the great thing about this this podcast is whenever you know we remember these stories and we tell them we've got it documented so we can't forget it again (laughs) yeah yeah you know without without our mom this show wouldn't have been possible Mm -mm. no way so inside quotes gonna say it's officially dedicated to our mom from here on out i agree and with that we will go ahead and kick off the 2022 Staple Awards. Is it 22 or 21? Now I'm confused. Um, this is our year two Staple Awards. <laughs> yes. Year two of the podcast. And Jonathan, the movies we covered in 2021. Yes. So this year we wanted to include the our fans. And our our fan base has grown in the past year, probably double or triple the amount from when we started, (laughs) Uh, which is good growth, good growth. Um, And we just wanted to make sure everybody had a vote and everyone had a voice on what their favorite movie was. So we, we moved the bracket system over to the listener. So the listener's choice polls, the listener's choice bracket. Um, and we had, I mean, if you missed it, 
then you missed it. Sorry. Uh, follow us on Instagram if you for any other polls. <laughs> but if you're a true fan, you'd have a you'd have an Instagram and you would have voted. So that's on you. And where can they find us? You can find us at Inside Quotes Cast on Instagram. <laughs> yep. And now it sounds like we're wrapping up. Yep. We're doing and, our sign offs. Uh, <laughs> see you later. But yeah, we had everybody vote on the polls that I did on the story. And we matched up each and every um, movie that we've covered based on the amount of downloads and the most popular that the listeners have listened. That makes sense, right? Okay. So it was a 32, 30, 30 team seed, seeded bracket. Um, instead of team, it'd be a 30 movie. Single elimination. So there's no mercy because there's so many. But before we get into this listener bracket, I mean, most of you already know who the winner was. Maybe, maybe not. I don't. I don't. You don't? It'd be a surprise to me. Really? Okay. All right. So, yeah. So we decided to do the bracket, the listener's choice bracket this year. And, um, you know, we did all the different rounds for the polls on Instagram. And I voted for the first three rounds, I think. I don't I don't think I voted on the final one. Okay. But... um. I I was specifically like tried to be the first one to vote so I didn't see who won each of the rounds. So Right. I I kind of have a general idea of what's going to be at the top, but I don't I don't know for sure. Okay. So it'll be a surprise okay. for me. But we decided to we it'd be more fun to let the listeners participate here on the bracket and it'll be a little less confusing and chaotic as it was last year when we did it. Yes. <laughs> Which I still stand by that episode. It was it's still a, a joy to listen to. Oh, it was still a good episode for sure. So we've got the listener bracket, but then we've also decided to come up with some uh, other staple awards, uh, similar to the Oscars, yes. but for inside quotes that we're going to do. So we've got the first category will be the stapliest picture. That's going to be like the best picture award. We've got the funniest movie. Uh, we've got the best adult male performance and best female adult performance in a movie. And then the same for the kids, boys and girls, child actors performance. And then we've got best animation, uh, best villain, uh, best food, <laughs> greatest food in a movie. Um, and then soundtrack, I have two, I split up the soundtrack into two different categories. We've got the actual score you know, like the classical music score of a movie. And then also I'll call it the movie mixtape, the movies that have, you know, all the different pop songs from our childhood. <laughs> and then in addition to those two, we've got best original song. So that will be the final category for this year. All right. And, you know, if you follow us on Instagram, let us know for next year, which uh, <laughs> if you come up with any other category ideas, I don't know. We'll just we'll just see what comes up. I don't know. We'll figure I was looking it out. through the MTV MTV Movie Awards categories in the past, and someone uh, one of the years they had best sandwich in a movie. So <laughs> okay, uh, you know, I think we could get some more weird ones maybe eventually. But for now, this is what we've got. So we've got the listener choice bracket, then we've got the the other staple awards here. I guess we'll close out probably with stapliest picture. I would, I would think. say so. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, that's what we've got planned here for for this episode. So get your seatbelt on, get let's, ready, because there's going to be some hot takes and some debates. I would say today. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in. Let's dive into this. This is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. We'll be pretty quick on the on the listener bracket because most of you have already voted. You know what's lined up. We're just gonna say the results for each one. Um, so the first lineup for round one was C Spot Run versus Aladdin. And don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me what happened. We don't have time to be doing all this banter for the first <laughs> round. Um, pretty obviously, I mean, without bias, pretty sure me and Jonathan were the only ones that have seen C Spot Run. Um, so Aladdin moved went forward obviously <laughs> for the listeners and fair enough it's a good movie really good movie um so the next one would be the prince of egypt versus little rascals and the little rascals won little rascals okay yes okay. yes that was a tough one um the next one was pacifier versus scooby doo ooh and scooby doo took the lead did it Yes, it okay. did. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy versus Journey to the Center of the Earth. Two really cool movie posters that are like lined up right next to each other. Like almost exactly the same. <laughs> um, but I believe Journey, yeah, Journey to the Center of the Earth won that round. And then Hook versus Snow Day, obviously Hook. RV versus Star Wars Episode 3 Revenge of the Sith. Not even going to say the answer to that one. Um, <laughs> what, what is it? What is it? <laughs> the Mask of Zorro versus Cheaper by the Dozen 2. And that one was... Oh, and that one was The Mask of Zorro. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I remember some of these matchups, and some of them were pretty difficult. Yeah, but they were really tough. After like after like three rounds, I now I can't remember which ones went it went against each <laughs> other. Well, the listeners have spoken. So even if we disagree, that's this is their this is their award and Yeah. It's not about <laughs> us. Yeah. Alright. Um two F movies. Flubber versus Free Willy. And I believe Flubber won that one. What? Yeah, I know. That one was super close. It was like forty six percent to fifty four. It was it was super close, super super close. And the next one, I'm just gonna say that is wrong. Okay, I agree. <laughs> but the listeners have spoken, sir. <laughs> this one was also super close. The Sandlot versus Night at the Museum. Mm. And the listeners spoke, and fifty percent, fifty three percent of the listeners chose Night at the Museum. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I, I demand a recount. Nope. You know. That's 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 pretty close there. I don't know. It was close, and it's okay. I I honestly agree that Night at the Museum is a great movie. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I agree. It's a great movie. Yes, that's Over all I will Sandlot? say. <sighs> all right, and then we've got Snow Dogs versus Star Wars Episode Two, and Star Wars Episode Two won that one. It's t it's tough when you throw the Star Wars movies in there, you know. I feel like I feel like it's just not fair. It yeah, it's not very fair, but they're there. <laughs> <laughs> so Star Wars Episode One versus Jingle All the Way. Star Wars Episode One. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace took the lead on that one, obviously. 
Yes. Both are only two movies with Jake Lloyd as the main kid character. Jake Lloyd, doubleheader. <laughs> um, but so now we've got the two Star Wars is going ahead of each other. And then we've got Jumanji versus Lilo and Stitch. And okay. Lilo and Stitch went forward. Mm. I remember that one being a tough one. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't really know which way I was gonna go on that. I believe I voted Lilo and Stitch, so I'm on the winning side. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. So remember the Titans and kicking and screaming, okay, both sports okay. movies, technically both football movies. Um. And who won? Oh, and my bad. Uh, remember the Titans went forward. That's a mm. that's an easy win for me. I would say. Um. And then we had two movies that had buys because they were the number one and two seed. It was Matilda and Monsters, Inc. Okay. So here we are in round two. So those were the most downloaded for the year? Yes. Those two? Yes. All right, so round two of the Listener's Choice Award. All right, Monsters, Inc. versus Aladdin. Monsters, Inc. Okay. Cheaper by the Dozen, one. Versus Little Rascals. Oh, Cheaper man, by the Dozen, one. One. Tough one. <laughs> um, okay, Scooby-Doo versus Journey to the Center of the Earth. Scooby-Doo. Hook versus Star Wars Episode Three. Star Wars Episode Three. And then we're moving over to the other side of the bracket now. We've got Matilda versus Mask of Zorro. And Matilda took that one. That was not even close, I don't think. That was a very Matilda one. She cheated. She used her powers. <laughs> All right. And then we've got Flubber versus Night at the Museum. Night at the Museum. And then we've got the two Star Wars movies. Well, first two. We've got one and two. We've got one and two. And I voted for two. But I did not get it because the listeners chose Star Wars Episode One. Nice. And then for the last one, it's Lilo and Stitch versus Remember the Titans, and Remember the Titans took the lead. Hmm. All right, so round three, we've got Monsters, Inc. versus Cheaper by the Dozen. Monsters, Inc. That's the final four spot right there. Uh, then we've these got... Are, these are getting tough. They're getting tough. They're getting <laughs> tough. I'm glad the listeners chose and not us. Yeah. Um. Then we've got... Scooby-Doo versus Star Wars Episode 3. That's a no-brainer. Scooby-Doo. I'm just what? kidding. It was Star I got you. I got you again. I actually believed you for a second. <laughs> no, it's uh, Star Wars Episode 3. Final Four's position. I'd have to blame Bryce for like making spam accounts on Instagram and voting for Scooby-Doo. <laughs> we would not put times. that past him. We would not put that <laughs> past him. <laughs> All right. Then we've got Matilda versus Night at the Museum. And boy, was this one close. I actually wrote it down as the wrong answer, but one of the movies took the lead at the last second. I guess there's a couple last last minute voters, but I was for sure thinking that Matilda won, but Night at the Museum actually took it in the last place. Wow. The last in like the last 5 minutes. Our fans are uh big Night at the Museum fans. I mean, who isn't? You know who I'm not a fan of? Nikki. Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so Night at the Museum has been doing really well. So that's the final four spot. And then the last final four spot was 
Remember the Titans versus Star Wars Episode One, and Remember the Titans took that. Interesting. It's tough. It's it's tough. tough. They're both both great in different ways, and I just ah, I just love Phantom Menace so much, though. Well, too bad, because you're not a listener. You're a uh, you're the opposite of a listener. You're a you're you're a speaker. You're a <laughs> podcaster. You're the host. Um, but anyways, I think these were all. Honestly, the, the stress of like arguing and going through these, it has like dissipated, and I actually prefer this method because they have to make the hard decisions, not us. <laughs> and we've got a bunch of DMs throughout this whole process too, of just like, why did you make me choose this? This is like the hardest <laughs> thing ever. But, you know, it's not really. It's not really. We're just here to crown a king. We're here to find the listener's staple bracket. Um, so, we're in our finals. Semifinals? Final four. All right. Tough stuff right here. Give it to me. We've got Monsters, Inc. versus Star Wars Episode Three. I think at this point I I have no idea what I think at this point I I stopped I stopped uh, I stopped voting so yeah. I don't know I don't know where this is going from here on out so I I just want to know what did they pick Well, um, this one was super close as it should be because um, it is the final four but with fifty two percent over forty eight percent Monsters Inc took the lead and beat Star Wars Episode Three. Randy Newman beat out John Williams, huh? Wow. Yeah, I guess so. In this in this alternate universe, <laughs> he has. All right, so Monsters, Inc. is in the final slot. Top two, right? Top two right there. That's going headed to the championship final round. Okay, so we've got Night at the Museum versus Remember the Titans. And this one was very close as well. 57% versus 43%. and. It ended up being Remember the Titans. Very nice. So our final two are Remember the Titans versus Monsters, Inc. I am very proud of our listeners for choosing these. I mean, they're really good. I mean, <laughs> obviously. Um, I'm curious how, how, if we had done this bracket, how this would have lined up. That'll be some bonus Patreon content in the future. <laughs> Maybe when we actually get a Patreon, we'll we'll go back and go back to this bracket and do our own. But, no. I'm very proud of our listeners for stepping up and using their voice and voting for the stapliest... No, that's not the stapliest. For the listener's choice stapler. This name keeps on changing every time, but I'm okay with it. So, we've got Monsters, Inc. versus Remember the Titans. We've got a lot of people... Do we have any... We had a guest on for Remember the Titans. That was Lauren Gandy, and she's super passionate about that movie. Yes, first female guest. First and best female guest. <laughs> um, but did we, we did not have a guest on for Monsters, Inc., right? No, nah, I think okay. that was just me and you. Okay, okay. All right. The winner of the Listener's Choice 2022 year two of inside quotes listeners choice award goes to 
Monsters, Inc. Sorry, Lauren. You'll get him next time. Did it really? Monsters, Inc. Oh, took man. it. I did not expect that. I expected, remember the Titans, to, to take it. Um, But we've got our Disney Pixar fans stepping up. Um, hmm. I'm just, now that this is over, I'm so happy we didn't have to make this decision. Because this that would have been prob- tough. That we probably one. would be here. For, this would be a three-hour episode, most likely. <laughs> I'd say half of those matchups that we just read off, I'm still like debating in my own head while you're talking. Yeah. Like, oh, what would I pick? Like, I don't uh, know. This is so hard. Yeah. And the only way we were able to do it last year was we just had to go with a gut reaction and just gut, say three, yeah. two, one, say it. And then I still didn't like it. And then when we disagreed, <laughs> we had to call a guest. Then, but this was this is so much more efficient, and I loved it, and it included our listeners more, and we're so thankful for you guys to be a part of our show in our community. Um, this year and we're looking forward to next year so as of right now the listeners choice is monsters inc and that was crowned king of the brackets very nice it's a solid pick i i don't really as hard as it is to make these decisions and all these these different rounds uh, i can't argue with monsters inc as a as a top choice i'm very happy i'm very very happy with our listeners choices um not saying it wouldn't be different if we had chosen, because I'm sure um, in the first round, a couple of first and first and second rounds, a couple of the other movies probably would have beaten the others, but that would have yeah. changed everything. It's like the the butterfly effect, something like that. <laughs> we'll never know, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I think once we got into like the later rounds, though, I think I think there was some solid picks that we would have had some overlap for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Without a doubt, um, the listeners have spoken. I have spoken. With all that being said, I think it's time that me and you make some decisions of our own. We can't get out of this this staple awards without having some hot takes and debates, I think. Okay. So this is what we did for the, the other staple awards uh, besides the listener choice. Me and you took each of the categories and we wrote down our picks. So I figured we'd just go through the different categories, pick our our selections. All right. And then I don't know, we can just we can just see where it goes, see uh see which one we we uh decide <laughs> if there's any overlap, which ones we want to fight about. Yeah. But uh I think the first one we can start with is funniest movie. Funniest movie, okay. I know we're going to overlap on at least one here. Right, 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 right. Which, basically, if we overlap, we'll, we'll have to let the Academy know, but um, the, the Academy will take that under consideration with more yes. votes. Um, if we right. overlap, that'll probably mean it has a high chance of taking the award. Um, so I'll go ahead and give you my picks Okay. for funniest movie that we covered in 2021. Number one. Little Rascals. Uh, I had oh, and by the way, I had four picks. Okay. Um, I I don't know if we're gonna have the same amount of picks, but anyway. I picked three. Um, Little Rascals, Cheaper by the Dozen, Sea Spot Run, and Snow Day. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. 
So I'm curious. I'm curious which ones you picked. Well, okay, I chose three. One of them overlapped. The others did not. I don't consider two of those um, as much of a funny movie as it is more of a heartwarming family style movie. Um, but nevertheless, number one, I chose the funniest movie since Home Alone, RV. <laughs> We've got C-Spot Run, which that was an overlap, and Kicking and Screaming. Um, that movie doesn't have much to it. Oh, okay, first of all, yes, it does. I don't know why I just said that, but I think <laughs> nope, it's you main... Said it. Can't take, no take-backs, no take-backs. <laughs> I am sorry, Ethan and Ryan. Um, but it is, however, the number one thing that stands out is that it is hilarious. It is so funny. And it's Will Ferrell, Mike Ditka, and our boy Josh Hutcherson. Okay, interesting. Um, you said two of my picks you consider like family heartwarming films. Okay, I can see Cheaper by the Dozen being um, one of those. But what's the other one you're talking about? Little Rascals. To? Little Rascals. Little Rascals is hilarious, dude. It is. No, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying I was thinking strictly funny. That has so much. That's such an all around great movie. But these right here were mainly meant, mm -hmm. the ones that I chose were mainly meant for comedic effect and there's other ones i i probably could have interchanged but those those were the top top four i came up okay. with well we will let the um we will let the academy take this under consideration for a little bit okay i got the letter i've got the envelope opening it up all right Inside quotes, year two, funniest picture staple award goes to C-Spot Run. You know we had to do it to him. <laughs> we, had to, we had to make this category so that C-Spot Run could win. <laughs> yes. We, know, we knew it wasn't going to win the listener choice. So, as we've said a hundred times... To ourselves, at least. <laughs> C-Spot Run is the funniest kids movie ever made. And we will die on that hill. <laughs> Please go watch it if you haven't. Um, it is so funny. And it's pretty sweet, too. I think so. And There is you know, a lot of poop I, jokes. It's a dog movie. It's who, What's not to love, you know? It's, it's a master class, though, of poop jokes. It okay? really is. You've never seen it done as well as it was done <laughs> in C-Spot Run. Yes. And with that, we will move on to the next category. Jeremy, do you want to tell folks at home what it is? The next category is Best Animation. How was that? Was that a good impression of the lady from the that Oscars? Was that was good. Yeah. <laughs> Mediocre impressions with Jeremy. I think we should have like Better mediocre impressions, though. Like, why don't we have Roz from Monsters, Inc. reading out the categories <laughs> or something, you know? Oh, man. Wazowski. You put me on the spot. <laughs> okay. Wazowski, you forgot to read the category. All right. The nominations for Best Animation. We're not doing this. 
<laughs> All right, Roz had to go away, but I'll I'll go ahead and read the uh the nomination. <laughs> Just cut the part out. We can start over. It's fine. <laughs> it was not All good. Right. All right. You sounded more like Rocket voiceover from TikTok. The time when I <laughs> <laughs> The time out of Toys R Us when I got my leg stuck in the Toys R Us bin. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should leave this in. I think we should leave this in. I think Jonathan's Roz impersonation is the TikTok sound of Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy, but specifically the TikTok voice animated, uh, automated. <laughs> the actual, the actual uh, nominees for animated best animated picture is. Prince of Egypt, 1998. Monsters, Inc., 2001. Lilo and Stitch, 2002. Three. Aladdin, 1991. Two. Somewhere around those years. Um, okay, well, this is a tough one. Um, Prince of Egypt is amazing. There's only one movie here that has 3D animation, and that was very groundbreaking. That was Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Um, which is kind of objective. Objectively, I would say that's the best. Um, but I'm, I don't know. We'll, we will see. Um, Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch and Prince of Egypt were around the time of like 2D, where we're switching to computer animation. So like mm-hmm. we're going to have like a little bit of 3D incorporated with our 2D. And that right there is my favorite type of animation. Says you. It says me. That obviously <laughs> that's what I said. Exactly. And then we've got Aladdin, which is a classic Renaissance film. Yeah. I guess that's traditional 2D. It is traditional 2D. Then we've got Monsters Inc., which is high tech for the for their day, Pixar. And then we've got Prince of Egypt and Lilo and Stitch. All four of these have completely different animation styles, and three of them are Disney movies. Well, and I, I was going to mention for this category, we realized we only we only covered four animated movies, right? Which year. is crazy because we've done like thirty, and so, we mainly work on kids' movies. Yeah, so, I was very surprised. So that's why we don't have our own list to like yeah. compare this this round. So I'm but, thinking next year we will have a lot more animated features. I I would say I um I'm leaning more in the 2D direction in this category. I sure am as well. I don't know. I just I just like the traditional 2D animation style. Mm-hmm. But you know, I also like the combination. So I, you know, of the combination of the 3D as well. So I think I would probably go with one of the hybrid. Okay. Hybrid ones. Well, I guess I we think will that's let... what I'm kind of thinking for. Okay. For this time. Well, let's uh, hand this one off to the Academy. Um. All right. The winner of the category of Best Animated Feature is Prince of Egypt, 1998. 
I'm just nodding my head, not saying anything. <laughs> what what a good <laughs> yep, choice. That is the most beautiful animated movie I've ever seen. From the camera angles, which cameras don't even exist in animation, to just like the color palette, to weirdly, just the specific art style of that. I think it really deserved it. And, uh, it's unique. It's, yeah. Yeah. I don't, there's very few movies like it. We just didn't want Disney to get the winner automatically, that's, you know? It's that's just true. Like, give it to DreamWorks, you know? You know what? That, that, <laughs> in real life, this probably wouldn't have happened, but okay. Yeah. I, you know, uh, Aladdin, Aladdin's great and the animation's good, but I, I don't think that the animation necessarily is like, you know, killer makes it stand out. You know, it's it's definitely the comedy and the and the music in that for sure. To be fair, it is about ten years older yeah, than the other true. three. So, but I mean, Prince of Egypt. You know, it was you know, like we said, it's a hybrid. So, combining it with the, you know, with the computer work as well, that could have made it look super dated, and it didn't. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's really impressive. The next category, I think, I think I want to get into the acting in the movies that we've covered. All right. So um, let's go ahead and do the best adult performances All right. of 2021. Um, and we can do, uh, you know, the male and female performances. And let's talk about those. All right. I have some for, for the adults, for, for the males. And here's, here's my recommendation. I already know this is going to be such a tough I think it will. Group of nominees right here. Oh. I, I wanted to put down Steve Martin and she provided dozen. Okay. Um Yeah. Remember to say the specific movie. Yeah. The specific performance. Um because it was one of those times where it's like, you know, it's he's in a kid's movie, but like the scenes at, at the end with Mark after he's run away, and just that he just really sells it, I feel like, in those yes. those scenes. And it's one of those moments where this is kind of where I got the idea for the category was like, does he know he's in a kid's movie right now? Like right. He did not have to go that hard, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that, that moment in cheaper by the dozen is something I picked. Um, okay. Hear me out on this one. Robin Williams in flubber in flubber. <laughs> That's the one I picked of all the movies we've covered of Robin Williams. You chose flubber specifically flubber because that one surprised me the most because of how well he was acting in flubber (laughs) compared to compared to everything else in that movie robin williams his performance was good he acted you know i thought about i thought about hook or um what's the other one jumanji but flubber is the one that surprised me the most okay (laughs) as far as his acting all right so I mean, just think, he was probably doing Goodwill Hunting around the same time as Flubber. Just think yeah, about that. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> okay, a um, couple others. Denzel Washington. Yes. Remember the Titans? Okay. I figured that one. No-brainer. All right. Um, and then uh, Ewan McGregor, specifically the scene at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Oh! You were my brother, Anakin! I mean, he's selling it, man. Dude, don't heart wrenching. You gotta be throwing in Star Wars. It's obviously, ugh, it's tough. It's tough. Oof. But those, those were the the ones that came to my mind. All right. 
Um, I came up with a bunch. I just wrote down some of my favorite performances. And I know some of these aren't even, like, going to win. But they're nominated. And that's an award in its own. So. That's what losers say. <laughs> <laughs> I chose Robin Williams for Hook, not Flubber. Yeah. Um, mainly because it's a movie where he's the adult and he's where he's he's finding his inner child in that, and he's working with the kids. He's surrounded by kids in Neverland. Yeah. Um. And he has a lot of. I mean, he's just as good as an actor in that as he is in Flubber. Um, yeah. He's an amazing. Not child actor, but kids movie actor. Um, he Robin Williams is one of those people that just made kids movies rewatchable as adults. Mm-hmm. He saved them from aging. My my pushback on Hook is when we watched it, it I I don't know. There's the question of was this a kids movie? Because hmm. it, it almost is one of those movies like made for like adults of trying to get them to reconnect with their childhood and stop yes. yelling at their kids. Kind of, you know, yeah. So it's like, is Hook a kids movie? Ah, uh, kind of. Think about I mean, this. Tons though. of kids watched it and loved it. So we have never stated that we cover kids movies. We are. We cover movies from our childhood, right? And they just so happen to be kids movies, but there are yep. some of them that aren't. So just so we're clear on that. All right. So um, next, Vin Diesel in the Pacifier. Next, <laughs> Brendan Fraser, Journey to the Center of the Earth. You know, I, um, I, I so wanted to put Brendan Fraser on this list. Yes. I just, I just didn't think it was his best performance. I don't think it was either. Fo- in that film, I don't think but... it was either. But I had to get some Brendan love. Yeah. Um, okay. Ben Stiller in The Night at the Museum. Okay. Very good. Very good. He had to interact with all nothing that whole movie most of it was cgi uh so did hayden christensen and star wars episode two okay. Attack of the clones okay okay <laughs> um and then i've got denzel and remember the titans and i've got steve martin in cheaper by the desert so we've got two overlaps yeah technically i mean even three if you count robin williams even though it's a different movie right no i think it's for a different role this is for a best performance in a movie so I could have gone with any movie for for him though. Really? But, yeah, for sure. Um. Well, uh. So I I would say it's down to Robin Williams, Denzel, or Steve Martin. Yes. Huh? Okay. Well, without further ado, we will bring this to the Academy, and they will mold this over. Okay. So for the best adult performance, best male adult performance in a children's film goes to. Robin Williams. In? Flubber. Hook. RV. Jumanji. Aladdin. Honestly. Night at the Museum. Everything. Everything. Everything (laughs) that Robin Williams has done deserves this award. And it's maybe, maybe it's unfair that we dedicate an entire month to him this past year, we've covered six movies. Was that six movies? 
uh, with at least him five. In it. Uh, five movies with him in it. Each of those, him bringing his absolute A game to. That may be, may be unfair, but also it's not because he deserves that. He's been a part of every one of our, every bit of our childhood in that way. And I believe he deserves that spot as the best male actor, adult male actor in a kid's movie. Because yes. that's, that's who I think of when I think of kid's movie adult. It's always Robin Williams. Yeah, I, I think even when we were coming up with the categories, it was just like, oh, Robin Williams. We might as well call this a Robin Williams award. But um, anyways, I think nobody would be upset with us for that. Um, I don't think so. Congratulations, Robin Williams. Moving on towards the best adult female performance in a children's movie. Our nominations are, so we've got Catherine Zeta-Jones from The Mask of Zorro, Leslie Bibb from C-Spot Run, Linda Cardellini as Velma in Scooby-Doo, Rita Wilson from Jingle All the Way, and Bonnie Hunt from Jumanji, but mostly from Cheaper by the Dozen, one and two. I, I had some of those, and then I would also add a couple of names. Okay. Pam Ferris. From Matilda, who played Miss Trunchbull. <laughs> Actually, both of mine are from Matilda. Okay. Uh, and then Imbeth Davies, who played Miss Honey. Ooh. That's actually Miss Honey. Okay. Honorable mention Karen Allen as uh, Small's mom in The Sandlot. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like she was memorable. But she's just not in it very much. Mom from Jingle All the Way, Rita Wilson. She was the only sane character in that movie. So she stood out. Uh, Velma, easily the best character in The Mystery Incorporated. Smartest for sure. Smartest for sure, and the real leader. Um, yeah. and she played her so well. Um, we've got Bonnie Hunt. As the mom from Cheaper by the Dozen, one and two, played, made you believe that she was that character. Wasn't just a character, this was her. She, mm -hmm. she went and decided that she was going to be the mom of all 12 of those kids, and it became, it was very believable. Okay. Um, well, and then my picks for Matilda. Yes, 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 yes. Miss Honey and Miss Trunchbull. Although I have a feeling Miss Trunchbull is going to be a contender for a different category. Yes. But I was thinking about this category. I mean, every character pretty much in this category is like, oh, she plays the mom in the movie, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> Except for Catherine Zeta-Jones. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, I guess it's par for the course for family movies. And as we grew up in a house full of boys, I guess we didn't really watch as many kids movies geared towards girls so maybe that's why the movies we picked yeah. are a little skewed yeah that's most right that's, we're house full of boys so we'll have to give these nominations to the academy inside quotes academy and and see see what the winner's going to the be the old iqa all right the winner 
winner of the best adult female performance in a children's film, goes to Bonnie Hunt in Cheaper by the Dozen 1 and 2. Twelve kids later, she still got the heat. <laughs> wow. Honestly, I those two killed it. And it, it it was very tough not giving the best male the best actor to um to Steve Martin for that role because he killed it in that role too. Um yeah. but Bonnie Hunt, just as good as him. They really clicked as a family, and you believe that they were a real family. Kudos to Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to the kids, though. All right, we'll move on to the uh, the nominations for the best male child actor in a kids movie. All right, um, I the two that I wrote down, <laughs> uh, Josh Hutcherson in Journey to the Center of the Earth, and Angus T. Jones for C Spot Run. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Um that's the only two you have? Yeah, well when I did when I wrote down my picks, I combined the okay, kids okay. Yeah. male and female. I so I, I have two of each. I got you. I got you. Well, I have three. Um, I chose Angus T. Jones from C Spot Run. <laughs> Josh Hutcherson. From Journey, same exact ones, but I also added a third one, Jesse from Free Willy. Oh yeah, 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 that's a good one. Um, wow, Jason, Jason James Richter, Jason James Richter, that's a good one. I I didn't think about that. I feel like that was actually a good performance. It, it pretty much <laughs> to the other two that I picked. <laughs> well, um, yeah, that's a good one. And then, I mean, he had to do some serious work working with that whale too. That's true. That's true. Um, Josh Hutcherson, uh, I picked a Journey. I was actually thinking of. I figured I wanted to pick him for the category, but I, I didn't know which movie to pick. But when I thought about it, I felt like his acting was. Probably the best in this one. Probably, yes. Not it really wasn't that an RV. great kicking and screaming. Yeah, not really. <laughs> and then Angus T. Jones. I mean, was it really the best acting? No. But his performance was so iconic to our childhood. It really was. And his quotes, that we just quote him, and we mimic his delivery. We imitate <laughs> him all the time. He was only four, too. That's, that was more impressive to me yeah um hmm. well i guess the academy will have to mull this over i guess so all right the winner of the best child actor best boy child actor in a children's film goes to josh hutcherson in journey to the center of the earth I mean, we had a whole month appreciation for him. We really did. And let's be I honest, mean, he's had dibs on that award since March. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's why we couldn't give it to Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Josh Hutcherson called dibs. Yep. 
All right, so best female child actor in a kids movie. Okay. Yeah, I have two I have two nominations for this one. All right. Um I remember actually pointing one of these out when we covered this movie and you disagreed with me. Okay. But uh I put Kirsten Dunst in Jumanji. Okay, I also put her. Okay. I remember I I thought that her acting was actually pretty good. And I I, I don't know Something about her character stood out to me in Jumanji that I remembered it. And... Right. And then my second pick would have to go to Mara Wilson in Matilda. Yes. Okay. I mean. All right, Jonathan. Um, yeah, I'm, You may have forgotten about one, but that's okay. Did I? Maybe two. Uh, my third pick would be Allison Stoner from Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Specifically okay, yeah. number two. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, and then another one that you might have forgotten about is Hayden Pantanares from Remember the Titans. She played Coach Yost's daughter. She was the heart and soul of that movie. That's for sure. So we've got some tough ones. Real bad. Plain jealousy. As old as Cain and Abel. So I don't know what to do here. Um, I think we're going to have to go with the best performance. Um, so we will mull this over as we... Honestly, I, I think the girls had stronger performances than the boys. They really did. They really did. <laughs> In the movies we covered. <laughs> yeah. All right. The winner for the best female child actress in a kid's movie is... Mara Wilson from Matilda. Yes, she she took this movie as a five-year-old, and they shot it till she was like seven, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just did so well. And I guess it was good directing. Um, she had felt super close to. Her, her parents in the Danny DeVito and his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really helped out. And yeah. you can't do anything but root for her in this because she's clearly the underdog character. Um, and she did so well with it. She's iconic. That's it's. She's so wholesome, wholesome. <laughs> her performance. I don't know. It, it, it really stands out as, as being a, it, it was kind of a clear, clear winner to me in this category and plus it, it, it she, was the, she was the lead character and there's not many female lead characters on this list of ours this year yeah and i think she just knocked it out of the park um but also the nominees also did amazing so but congratulations to Mark wilson and matilda yeah well we'll uh good luck to the nominees next year maybe you can go back in time and be a kid <laughs> and act better <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Maybe when you grow up, you can be a contender for the adult category. <laughs> Meanwhile, all these people are adults by now and probably older than us, actually. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Most, <laughs> most likely. All right. So that wraps up the. Um, well, no, it doesn't. So I guess we're moving on to best villain. Yeah, let's do that. Boy, do I have a lot of nominations for this category. I only have two. I have a lot written down. I'll just say them all. Okay. 
Go for it. Um, but I do have some clear contenders here. And the nominees are? Actually, I wrote down the characters. So I don't have all the actor and actresses' names. So Okay. Um, but for the best villain, uh, I wrote down... This is best villain, not best actor. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Miss Trunchbull and Matilda. Snowplowman and Snow Day. Here's one. Here's one. The Beast in the Sandlot. Ramses, Prince of Egypt. Hook from Hook. Jafar in Aladdin. All right. The next three are just Star Wars. So, I mean, I mean, take it or leave it. Darth Maul, Palpatine, Vader. Iconic villains. I don't know that I can choose just one. It's a good thing our franchises always get snubbed at the Oscars. I mean, the the Staple Awards. <laughs> well, George Lucas, uh, he left the Directors Guild, so he doesn't have friends in Hollywood anymore. Yeah. So he's not he's he's not going to win. And he doesn't he's not friends with us either. So sorry. <laughs> Maybe if he'd invite us to Skywalker Ranch, maybe uh, we might let him win a staple award. Yeah, most that'd be cool. George, if you're listening, I know you're there in your flannel shirt tucked into your jeans and your white Nike Monarchs. <laughs> Classic. Your pompadour haircut. Don't ever change. <laughs> All right. Um, I wanted to add on to that list. Uh, Mr. Waternoose from Monsters, Inc. Okay, I I thought about writing him down. He was a 10 out of 10 in my book. Because I remember being in the theater and completely falling for it. I thought he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on top of that, Randall from Monsters, Inc. What about Fungus? No, Fungus is a good Monsters, guy. Inc. He was redeemed in Monsters at Work. Well, I would say my top three out of this list was the order I read them in. Was Trunchbull, Snowplowman. And the Beast. Okay, yeah. Those are some heavy contenders for sure. Um, hmm. Snowplow Man was iconic. The Beast, not necessarily an outspoken villain, but mainly a thought. Beast looking like a thought. <laughs> <laughs> so was the true villain in that movie the kid's own imagination? You know, uh... You you are your own worst enemy. That might that might be a disqualifying factor. Well, the beast was redeemed because it yes. was nice in the end. So, are we counting it as a villain if they're redeemed? Because you're not a good villain if you're not a good villain if you're not. A yeah, good you villain. want him to be evil to the end, evil to the core. All so, right. Snow Snowplow Man never gets any redemption, and neither does Miss Trunchbull. No, no, they don't. I think all the adults, except for Miss Honey and Matilda, are just awful <laughs> yeah, and evil. Yeah. Um, Snowplow Man or Miss Trunchbull? I guess we'll let the Academy decide. All right. The winner for the Best Villain Staple Award goes to Mrs. Trunchbull from Matilda. Well deserved. Well deserved. Um, I would say Snowplow Man, but he is a weak villain. He is a great mm-hmm. villain. He's a scary villain, yes. But at the end of the day, he's still going to just. If you get his Trudy away from him, 
he's going to be weak. And he's going to be eating ketchup on a fat kid's stomach. <laughs> and he's not very that threatening at the end of the movie. I believe that Trunchbull was evil to the core yeah. from the beginning to the end. And her performance was sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for so, sure. Um, yeah, she, she, was, she was evil. And I just, that was the, when we watched that movie, I just, I just thought to myself, this is the best villain in any movie I've ever seen. Like, yes. Or in any kid's movie, you know? And, um, and, uh, I think whenever we recorded that, I remember you made the observation of like it being like shot like a horror movie sometimes. Yeah. Like it just made her look so menacing. So, right. you know, putting kids in the chokey. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it has to go to Miss Trunchbull. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, what is our next category? We've got music and we've got food. What do we want to do next? Let's do food. Okay. So, as most of you listeners know, we love to point out animated foods and just other live-action foods that look animated because they're so cartoonish. They look so good that we want to just reach through the TV screen and take a bite. Um, and we've got some nominees here. Um, I'll go through mine. I have got four, and Jonathan might have some others. Right. Yeah, I've got a few. Okay, okay. We might have some overlap. We'll see. I don't know if I finished my list anyway, so. Um, so my four were, well, okay. Mm. The s'mores from Sandlot and, okay. and the chocolate milk from Sandlot. S'mores and chocolate milk from Sandlot. I, and may I also add that uh, the 4th of July cake. Ooh. <laughs> that Benny, like, stepped in as he's running yes. away. Yes. A lot of good foods in Sandlot. Yes. Um, second, we have the sandwich. Oh, and all the, all the hot dogs that Ham was eating oh, on yeah. his way to the game. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> second, we have the sandwich from Little Rascals. And by sandwich, I mean sandwich. So you want to reach up into the screen and eat that, huh? Yes. Not really. That no. ain't sand. That's kitty litter. Honestly, when I was a kid, that first meal kind of looked good. <laughs> um, and then we've got... Bangarang, the feast from Hook. Oh, that was a lot, but I don't think that one necessarily counts because it was imaginary. Yeah. So, um, just wanted to give that an honorable mention. And then finally, we've got the movie Matilda with pancakes, sweaty chocolate blood cake, and honey nut Cheerios. And you can go ahead and go with your no- nominations. Just go movie and various right. foods. Uh, I definitely was thinking about Matilda and the chocolate cake scene. Um, I, I've got a few. Maybe they're not as serious. I just want to make some jokes at least. Okay. <laughs> uh, Night at the Museum, the gum. Oh. Gum gum. Yes, 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 yes. Dum dum. You give me gum gum. All right. Um, in RV, bring me some of them tortilla chips. <laughs> These are all to- talked about, but not necessarily seen. Yeah, that's true. You do see the gum. Yes. Here's one that's not did not look appetizing that you mentioned when we were talking about villains. Mm-hmm. 
the french fries <laughs> and the ketchup in snow day dude yes it did mm. it did not look good i just those were a, some soggy like day old french fries right. <laughs> i just don't like the ketchup like cold ketchup and the smell of it being on your clothes mm. not for me um how about the raw hamburger meat and cheaper by the dozen both of them oh my goodness i've never wanted to eat something more illegal <laughs> in my life um that's a good mm. okay i can't i feel like this make maybe disqualifies it because i can't remember exactly what they ate but didn't they Ooh. eat like a huge sandwich in scooby-doo uh yes like they, they did. found a Near bunch of end. food and then they started burping and stuff yes i would like to add another food item from cheaper by the dozen to your nomination oh, oh willie's chocolate the salmon what willie's the free, free oh, Willie. oh okay <laughs> It's a chocolate. No, I would like to add to the cheaper by the dozen. It is the tennis racket from Apple Schmear. Apple Schmear. I wanted to oh, lick the, the. I would like to lick the tennis racket after. Okay, but what about the cereal scene in C Spot Run? What about the cereal scene in Matilda? You can't forget your prunes. You can't forget your prunes. Fruit Loops. Honestly, that is great. And I did end up trying prunes in my cereal at one point, and it wasn't the worst thing. But it was also kind of disappointing because it wasn't what I imagined in the movie. Yeah. So I I think we've got a lot of picks here. Yes. Um, and I just don't know which one to go with. I mean, I some of them were just jokes. I just wanted to throw out every food in every yeah. movie, but. Um, you know, which ones truly looked appetizing? Mm, okay. I mean, the ones that you would really want to eat. Okay. I don't know if I really would want to eat the blood cake. <laughs> All right. So the nominee for the best movie with most appetizing food design goes to The Sandlot. Featuring ice-cold glass of chocolate milk with butter knife to stir. We have s'mores with instructions packed inside. We've got huge seven-layer, seven-tier wedding cake. Birthday cake? I don't know. Fourth of July cake? Whatever it was, it looked awesome. And then to wrap it up would be the, the hot dogs, that ham stuff in his mouth. <laughs> on his way to the on his way to the fourth July, holding him in his mitt and everything. I you know now until we started talking about this, I just forgot how much like good food is in that movie. For real though, for real. I I've and but you you got to give it to that s'more scene in particular. Yep. I think that that's just a classic scene from the movie. And what kid doesn't love s'mores? Right. Name name anybody that doesn't like s'mores. S'mores are great. It's a good They're childhood great. food and it's a good adult food too. <laughs> and I'm okay. I'm really good with Sandlot winning that. All right. Okay, we're wrapping it up pretty soon. We've got four more categories to hit before the end. And we've got music to start. So let's go okay. with best soundtrack, and then we'll do score, and then we'll do best original song. So for the score, 
we're talking about like the instrumental music yes that the composer wrote for the movie specifically for the movie yes yeah i i don't know how to classify these because let's be frank we've got john williams here with star wars episodes one two and three yes i feel like each of them should be nominated okay each of them probably won actual grammys who knows not grammys oscars whatever maybe they got grammys too (laughs) (laughs) um Next, I I talked about it a lot on the episode, but Free Willy okay. has an amazing score. Yes. Uh, I had to I had to nominate Free Willy. Uh I also wrote down Monsters Inc. for score. Yes. And see I wasn't sure where to put this one, but I, I put down Aladdin for music. Okay. But the score, I don't know. It, it's it's just more of a musical, so it has great like songs. Okay. So That'll be more of a contender for best original song. Okay. All right. Okay. So I would say my my picks are Monsters, Inc., Free Willy, and Star Wars Episodes 1 through 3. Okay. I will add on to that by saying those three exact nominations. The same ones? Yes. <laughs> but also, um, I also added Prince of Egypt because... Prince of Egypt contains the single most greatest moment of movie score. Sounds yes, uh, the parting music, of the Red Sea. Parting of the Red Sea. Every time I get chill bumps if I'm listening to it, and to me that is the winner here. But that is also we're talking overall score for the whole movie. So mm-hmm. I'm okay if that one doesn't win. But I just want that out there is that when he parted the Red Sea, that is the best score in all of cinema yeah okay all right says you says me wait let's talk star wars here okay for a little bit which one do you think is your favorite of the scores do you have a preference attack of the clones just because that's your favorite movie no because that's the best score you really think so yes most iconic sounds i i think that episode three as like the most emotional yes uh score like I, that's one that i listen to and i like it puts me in the movie yes. more than like some of the other ones like specific Ooh. specific scenes here we go though um duel of the fates though that's the only thing that really has that first one going for it it's the only thing keeping that one in in contest i mean it's a good one but yeah duel of the fates definitely is probably like the best piece of music John Williams has ever made. Yes. <laughs> so, and I would agree, I would agree with start with episode two is, is also great. I think it would be between one and three for me though. Oh, wow. Actually, I'm leaning for three. Actually. I, I think that one. We're completely opposite. out of the star Wars picks. We're completely opposite, dude. <laughs> I was leaning towards three being the worst one. Best movie. Worst, least favorite soundtrack. Oh, that's so good. Then, Giving leaning towards the first one because I was gonna agree with you, but I'm still saying second Attack of the Clones has the best overall score throughout the entire movie. It's got bangers. All right, the winner for the best movie with the best score. No, the winner for the best score goes to John Williams, or specifically Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace.
Yeah, I think uh, Duel of the Fates really just undefeated. Won us both over. Undefeated. Yeah. That's the best in all of Star Wars. That's the best thing he's ever written. Makes perfect sense. Um, so, yeah. But honorable mention, Prince of Egypt, for sure. And Monsters, Inc., with the Randy Newman, like, he, he introduced jazz music to all of our generation. He made first graders love jazz. Yeah. And that's... No one else on this planet has done that. So... All, I, I feel one. like it's only right, though, to give it to John Williams here in this case, because Monsters, Inc. already won a listener's choice. <laughs> That's true. Rand, Randy Newman already got his staple award that for that is, one. That so. is very true. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do best soundtrack. So song listing. Um, okay. Mixtape best soundtrack. Um, we've got two picks. Sandlot and Remember the Titans. Okay. Yeah, I think those are obvious contenders for sure. I had those two. Um, I I also wrote down Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh, yeah, you're right. And and Snow Day. Because for me, Snow Day just had great ska songs in it. Yeah. And uh, and so that just sold me on that. I just always love the music in <laughs> Snow Day. Yeah, yeah. There's not many movies that have hippos in it. The hippos, the boss tones, yeah. Smash Mouth was in there. It was just classic, classic stuff. <laughs> Cheaper by the Dozen had uh, had some more pop punk in there with uh, "I'm Just a Kid" and "In Too Deep." Yep, yep, yep. with Simple Plan and some Forty One. So uh, it was a very 2003. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was just music that you know Jake Baker would have been listening to on his skateboard. <laughs> And I coincidentally would have been trying to imitate him as a kid and listening to those same songs. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. It's very influential. But remember the Titans and Sandlot. See, they have they have that classic feel because they've just got like great old songs yeah. in them. Yeah, that's true. They both were in the sixties and seventies. And um, I think I think the other two, the more recent ones, you know, are more dated, and maybe have you know, a few good songs on them, but yeah. then there's some other ones that I don't really care about as much, but like Sandlot and remember the Titans, the songs on those, you know, you can listen to the whole soundtrack yeah. and enjoy all the songs. Yeah. So I, I think it's probably between one of those two for me. All right. The winner for the best soundtrack in a movie goes to remember the Titans. That one's just got too many, too many classics and ageless, timeless bangers. <laughs> this one's so good. I actually own this one on CD. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah. No, I, I've listened to this one on Spotify at least once every three months <laughs> at work. Um, so uh, that, that, that's such a good pick. Yeah, I, it's a no-brainer. Nope, it's really a no-brainer. Have to go with that one. So, Remember the Titans, amazing movie, even better song choice. Well, no, not really. It's more of like amazing song choices, even better movie. So, all right. Then we've got best original song, and I've got one, two, three, four, four movies. 
that have been nominated for this. Okay. Weirdly enough, it is also all four of our animated films. Okay, yeah. So, um, dude, these are so hard to pick one song from these movies of full of great songs. Okay, so for Monsters, Inc., we have... Okay, so for our nominations are... If I Didn't Have You from Monsters, Inc. Yes. Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride from Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. A Whole New World from Aladdin. I'll let you... If you have any other ones from that movie, you can also say them. There's so many to pick from right. from Aladdin, but I, you know, Whole New World is... Yeah. It's classic. And Deliver Us from Prince of Egypt. Okay. I want to do Through Heaven's Eyes. I want to do When You Believe. I want to do all of them from then. But I don't know. I think Deliver Us is just so great. Um, It's an epic intro to the movie. It really is. It's an amazing song. Um, Aladdin? There's a couple other songs. But let's go ahead and go through your nominations. Um, well, there was definitely some overlap on the ones you said. Wine roller coaster ride for sure. Um, what was the first one you said? If I didn't have you, Monsters Inc. Yeah, that one, that one too. Um, but the other two, I here, here's a joke one, and then and then a serious one. Uh, the Peter Panda dance from <laughs> When you're down and low. Lower than, than the, the floor, floor. <laughs> and you feel like you ain't got a chance. Bum, bum, bum. Don't make a move till you're in the groove. That's all I know. <laughs> all right, and and here here's my uh, nomination. So long and thanks for all the fish. Hitchhiker's Jonathan. Guide to the Galaxy. I forgot about that one, but I 100% agree with you. I, kn- I knew you did. I knew you did. When you said it was only the four animated ones. Mm. I think the top two in my head okay. was So Long, Thanks for All the Fish, and Wine Roller Coaster Ride. Really? I think, yeah. <laughs> Those were the two. Those were the two that stuck out to me. Interesting. 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 Okay, on a technicality, so long and thanks for all the fish. Maybe the music wasn't written, but the words were written in the book. Is that original? Yes, in some ways, but like, I feel like that knocks some points off. Maybe like one point off. I don't know. I'm just asking. Uh, Hawaiian roller coaster ride. Amazing. If I didn't have you as a classic Randy Newman song, right? I, I love that one too. Well, think about this: Lilo and Stitch had songs from Elvis in it mostly. Yeah, and the fact that Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride stands out over all of the songs by Elvis says something about that. That that says a lot. I think so too, because I was thinking about that. Um, it, we sh- really should have nominated it for soundtrack. We should have. Lilo and Stitch is not a musical. Yeah. But but it has this amazing original song in it. Yeah. So I I don't know. 
Um, yeah, that one. That I would say Lilo and Stitch is an honorable mention for the for the soundtrack for sure. Yeah, if you like Elvis. <laughs> All right, this is a weird weird choice, but we're going with it. The winner for the best original song in a movie, listeners. If if you get triggered, I'm sorry, but the guild has voted. And the envelope is being opened currently. And the winner for the best original song is So Long and Thanks for All the Fish from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The guild counted the boats, all 42 of them. (laughs) And it was So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. I did not expect us to go over that one out of all these. But I'm okay with it. Um, weirdly, Hawaiian roller coaster ride is so good, so good. But can you tell me the lyrics of them? Yeah, Hawaiian roller coaster ride. That's about it. That's true. It's got a chorus, and then you don't know the rest. All right. Um. Oh, Aladdin has just so many. It just has so many good songs. Too many to choose from, and so does Prince of Egypt. Maybe that's why those two stuck out to me, Lilo and Stitch and Hitchhikers, because it literally that's had one like song. one original song. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and we do close out our episodes with So Long and Thanks for All the Fish anyways, so. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm really good with it. And we actually had a listener reach out to us and say he's going to start reading that book. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Philip. Hope you're enjoying that absurd, nonsensical book. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment we've been waiting for. This is the... This is it. This is the... Don't get scared now. <laughs> if When you think of a childhood staple, this is the stapliest of all staples. And it's the stapliest of all staple awards, I would say. Without a doubt, me and Jonathan have had the exact same three nominees for stapliest picture for Inside Quotes Year 2. And those are listed as Cheaper by the Dozen, Sandlot, and Remember the Titans. This is big. Three sports movies. We got football, baseball, and Apple Apple Schmear. (laughs) Yes. Well, technically, he was a football coach. That's true. I forgot about that one. Um, Okay. Well, let's take a deep breath. Moment of silence. For th- those, those, uh, those fallen films that didn't even get nominated, I want to go through and see which ones didn't even get mentioned at all. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did not mention Snow Dogs. No, we did not. It would have been a flubber shame. if you hadn't said that. <laughs> we didn't mention Snow Dogs. Nevertheless, don't regret it. Love that movie. You know, we also talked about we did something different this year. We did. Uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Yes. Season our one. first TV we show. We reviewed that. So, um, I think we talked about all the Robin Williams ones. That's embarrassing. I, Jingle All the Way? Did we? I think we mentioned We mentioned it. one character, but yeah, that's embarrassing for Snow Day. Or Snow Dogs. Snow, Snow Dogs got zero love. That's the only one. It's a good movie, too. I don't know why. You know, I thought about mentioning that one. Uh, 
with the food category with blue cheese. Oh yeah. Except I hate blue cheese. Blue cheese cookies though. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, snow dogs. <laughs> That's embarrassing that that's the only one that wasn't briefly mentioned at all. Well, it's been mentioned now, so. <laughs> all right. Well. Stapliest now, picture, though. Now that we've had time to discuss, and the, the Academy and the Guild have gotten together, and they have chosen the stapliest picture for Inside Quotes Year 2. just want to say it's been such a great year, even though it is February. Into February. Um, 2021, solid year for for the podcast, and we're looking forward to next year. Um, this will join the stapliest category with National Treasure from year one. This is such a hard thing to say. The winner, the stapliest picture of Inside Quotes year two goes to Cheaper by the Dozen, 2003. Wow. Um, Let's let the shock go over. I'm sure there's some upset people. Um, Everyone just unsubscribed from the podcast. Just kidding. I'm sure there's not. Cheaper by the Dozen slaps. And I I think it deserves this. Let's give our reasonings why we chose. There have been two movies on this list that I have cried at this year. One of those would be Remember the Titans, and the other one would be Cheaper by the Dozen. But I do believe that Cheaper by the Dozen is the pinnacle of family films, family-oriented films. It shows all sorts, all sorts of dynamics between family members and shows the perfect unity in a family that's so different from each other and how big it is. And it just shows a good example of what a family should be and what, how to be a good parent. And especially since parents have been on our minds in the past couple months, I feel like this very much fits our choice. Yeah, I, I would echo all that and say, this movie just has everything in it. You know, it's got really funny scenes in it, but also it's got the heart, yeah. you know, the heartwarming scenes. Um, scenes with beans. Scenes with beans. It's full of wonder and mischief and heart and soul, love and laughter. Yeah. And I think it's the best overall stapliest. It is much, it's so much of a staple in our childhood. Definitely a staple. Lots of quotes. And if it isn't already, um, I mean, this is definitely in the default fall. Yes, we sure. never inducted it, um, but I think the winner of it automatically becomes the default vault. For sure. Um, honoree. And I guess we should go ahead and open up the default vault for this. Um, the, Yeah, you got the code for it? Sorry, we got a oh, new we got lock. A code now. Yeah, we got a code. We've digitized oh, it. We used to have one of those heavy wheel things. We still do, we for sure. But... When, when, I, when I press in the code, then it makes a sound yeah. of, a, of a lock turning. Wow, we haven't been in here in a while. We have not. It's it's good to be back. It's it's good to be back. It's still pretty empty. 
I see uh I see Willie still in here. We didn't we didn't get enough uh, <laughs> iTunes reviews, so Willie is still held hostage in the default vault in his tank until we get a hundred reviews. So. Yes. Um you, you thought we forgot about that. <laughs> you thought he escaped. <laughs> nope. Other than that, there's just cobwebs and a shelf with three movies on it. There's more in there. I think it's just we really need to do some spring cleaning in there. Yeah, I think. yeah. I think yeah. We just got to sure, dust them off. Sure. Maybe next year in year three, yeah. we'll we'll officially reinduct them. As we close up the uh, the default vault, that brings our episode to a close as well. Just wanted to say thanks to everyone for sticking with us during our our hiatus. Yeah, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the last year of of episodes that that we did, and uh, hopefully you're not too mad about our our picks for the 2021 <laughs> 2022 staple bracket. But yeah, Jeremy, do you have any final thoughts? I just can't stop being flabbergasted. On the we've we've done this for two years now. And it feels like we started it last month. Still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've covered 56, The listeners are saying, yeah, it sounds like you started last month, too. No, you guys can go back <laughs> and listen to our first couple episodes. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell. Um, <laughs> but I'm just very thankful that we've completed two years of rewatching, reviewing, and revisiting the staples of our childhood. And it's been great doing that with you, my brother. And I'm excited for the next year. And there's gonna next year's gonna be even harder because I know there's just some. I was just thinking of some movies that would just absolutely take the cake on some of these. And um, I'm very excited for this year. Uh, we will we will we'll be back to regularly scheduling pro, regularly scheduling programmingly. That's right. Regularly scheduled programming. Yes. Um, but making no promises. Making no promises. We never do. But that, that is our regular scheduled program. Um, so, yeah. Um, stay tuned for year three kicking off. Um, coming soon to a podcast host near you. Also, big special thanks to our year two guests. Logan Lanning, Tyler Peterson, Paul Smith, Reed Parsons. Pork Chop, Bryce Bridgman, Tim Subner, and Lauren Gandy. Our show was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on his website, BriceBridgman.com. And if you need any artwork done by him, just send him a DM on Instagram at GroovyBridge. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, send us any future suggestions, send us a DM, just follow the page and be a part of our polls for next year. Maybe we'll have like polls going on for suggestions for movies we need to do. Um, go ahead and give us a follow at Inside Quotes Cast. And if you'd like to support the show in any way, if you want to represent your favorite podcast, um, not saying it's us, but uh, it could be, um, go ahead and go on our merch site and pick up a sweatshirt or two. You know, it's it's. Not, winter's not over yet we also have t-shirts we've got stickers we've got a new mug that we released that Bryce just did the artwork on and it looks amazing a couple of you have already purchased them thank you for that um, 
It's got some cool little childhood Easter eggs from us, from our childhood, on that mug. Um, but yeah, go ahead and get yourself some Inside Quotes gear. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave us a good review. Uh, if you don't, we'll just change all the results and make Snow Dogs the winner of this year. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Actually, I know one listener that would. It's a good movie. I just don't know how we didn't really mention it. I, I can't I, believe it. It's, it's so bad that that was the one that we didn't do. Okay. Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about our childhood just as much as we have. And if you did enjoy the show, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Until then, we'll see you in year three of Inside Quotes. So long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> <laughs>